Welcome to Interpod, a podcast by Interpride where the world comes together for the LGBTQIA community. I'm Michelle Miao, your host. In this episode, we focus on one year after the United States pulled out of Afghanistan and how it affected the LGBTQIA community. Before we get to the interviews, let's listen to Michael Lavers of the Washington Blade for today's news coverage of the global LGBTQIA community. This is Michael Labors, and I'm the international news editor for The Washington Blade, America's LGBTQI news source. August 15th marked one year since the Taliban regained control of Afghanistan. Discrimination and violence based on sexual orientation and gender identity was commonplace in the country before the Taliban regained control of it. The situation for LGBTQI Afghans has further deteriorated under Taliban rule. A report that Outright Action International and Human Rights Watch released earlier this year notes the Taliban beat a transgender woman and shaved her eyebrows before they forced her to wear men's clothing and dumped her in the street without her cell phone. Outright Action International on August 15th noted at least one LGBTQI activist has been killed since the Taliban regained control of Afghanistan. Outright Action International has also documented several additional reports of killings and other forms of persecution against LGBTQI people. LGBTQI Afghans remain desperate to leave the country. Rainbow Railroad and Ilga Asia are among the groups that continue to work to evacuate LGBTQI Afghans to Canada, the UK, the US, and other countries. Cabo Luftbrücke, a group in Germany, on March 18, 2022, evacuated Imran Khan, a gay man, from Afghanistan. Imran is now living in the German city of Korbach, but his partner and many of his friends who are LGBTQI remain trapped inside Afghanistan. Advocacy groups continue to press the U.S. and other Western countries to do more to help LGBTQI Afghans leave the country. The world's attention may have shifted to the war in Ukraine, but the situation for LGBTQI folks inside Afghanistan remains dire, and activists who are trying to help them are doing their best to ensure that they are not forgotten. This is Michael Labors. Please visit us at WashingtonBlade.com if you want to get more news about the LGBTQI rights movement around the world. Last year, we spoke to a couple Afghan-American activists who shared their lived experiences of LGBTQIA plus Afghans and what many activists were trying to do to immediately help, such as evacuate those who were trying to leave. Here's Kais Manhazam. So a lot of people knew that they cannot live under Taliban rule. First, um, Taliban will come after them and kill them. Second, even if they in some ways hide, how long they can hide, how long they can accept the sufferings. Um, so a lot of people want to leave. They, they, it's not the want, they, they have to leave. Uh, because time is what is so of essence at this moment. Every hour, Taliban are changing their rules. They're getting much more stricter from a month ago. When they took over Kabul, people were thinking, the world is still thinking about uh, Taliban 2.0. This is exactly the same Taliban that were in 2016, uh, to 1996, but even more, much more violent, like I said earlier. Um, at the beginning, when they didn't actually go after beating women, killing uh, queer and trans people, because the international media was there, the local media was there. Now everything is out. So now we see 
uh, Taliban going on the streets and beating women for even wearing white shoes because it resembles their flag. Uh, or they have went, gone um, infiltrating on social media's pages that are frequented or used by queer and trans Afghans, luring people to meet them um, as like disguised as queer and trans themselves and then killing them, uh, which is also has sent a wave of shock and fear for queer and trans Afghans who are now shutting down their social media. So the only way for them to survive is to escape. And so I'm organizing uh, with a lot of other people who have come from different places volunteering their time to get this group out. Um, I'm working on small groups at a time. I haven't been able to get any of them out because the, the airport shut down, uh, the evacuations, we weren't able to get them to the airport when it was happening because of the rush and crowds outside, Taliban beating people up, American soldiers not letting people in. And to in one point, I sent this queer group and told them specifically that, hey, make eye contact with an American soldier. When you see them, say the few words that you speak in English, tell them that you are queer. I mean, that was so out of desperate moments that just do that. One of them was like, I'll take this on my own. So this person made it so close to the gate and was speaking in the few English words that he knew. And of course, this person is also trans. And so they were very visible and, and, and exposed in this place. And the person was like, I uh, took my phone that had a rainbow cover and tried to like show it to these soldiers and waving it and telling them that, look, I am queer. Can you let us in? Can you let us in? It's like um, the group said that they were shocked that the soldier pulled a hand grenade and showed it to them that I'm going to throw it at you. And it was shocking. They were scared. An hour later, uh, the suicide bombing happened there as well. And so it was such a shock. We still made those attempts to get them out, but it just failed. Um, I, I feel like the international community has failed this very, very vulnerable group. The international community has failed Afghan women because they went for so many promises that we're going to bring human rights, we're going to help Afghan women. Where is that? You just abandoned them. You abandoned millions of Afghans. You abandoned these people who really were helping you in your projects, in whatever plan that you, you came into. And so the queer and trans people right now um, that I'm helping uh, are desperate to get out and we are trying to get them anywhere possible to, so then from there we can pro process their documents to settle either in the US and France and Germany, Canada, wherever they're gonna be accepted. But now, right now, um, they're also having a lot of emotional and mental stress. Some of them are also suicidal because they feel like they have been abandoned, that there's no way they can get out. Um, they can't even go outside to, to take fresh air because they're scared that somebody's gonna spot them, that because neighbors also knew that they were queer. So they're in a way gone in full hiding. Um, I am in contact with them over um, Signal and WhatsApp, we talk, we, um, throughout the day and night, there's also time difference in order to keep them, that momentum, that, that, that hope in them alive. 
So because I know I, I was born and raised in war, I know that the moment we lose hope, that's when death comes. That's when we cannot get out of any of the situation. And I'm keeping that hope in them that we will get them out. And I know I'm very sure that we will get them out, but it's just, we don't know when. And here's Bilal Askaryar. Everyone's life is in danger, um, whether you're a man or woman, straight, cis, queer, you know, um, people, people across the board are fighting for safety from the Taliban. And so to then add a layer of queerness onto it, um, it's just, a you know, double bad luck. With, with the queer people that we know in Afghanistan, it's, it's, it's a mix of that, right? Like it's a mix of, okay, there were gunshots outside of my house last night. I don't know if they were going to get my neighbor who was a teacher or if they're coming for me because someone told them that I'm queer. Uh, and, and that's terrifying. And that's terrifying because it's not something, you know, on top of like your country being at war and trying to figure out like, what's my best option of getting out you have this, the secret, right? Like that you can't trust basically 95% of the population with. After a whole year, what does Afghanistan look like today under Taliban rule? Women's rights have been extremely affected. There are reports of widespread hunger and malnutrition made worse because of the freeze on international aid. Kabul is rocked with violent attacks and restrictions and harsh punishments to independent expression, especially if they do not conform to the Taliban's views. So what does it look like for LGBTQIA plus Afghans today after a year of Taliban control? Well, we speak to transgender leader and activist Oslam of the organization Roshanaya, who organized the first ever LGBTQIA plus protest in Pakistan, calling for more support to help those who are trying to leave the country Afghanistan. Oslam's responses are translated by Sohail, also a refugee and activist with Roshanaya. Uh, so she said like her name is Islam and she's one of human defender for LGBT rights in Afghanistan. Last year, we had several interviews with activists um, from inside, outside Afghanistan on LGBTQ rights. It was <laughs> right around the time the United States had pulled out of Afghanistan and many activists were afraid of the Taliban takeover and what would happen to LGBTQ people in Afghanistan. Can you tell us what, after one year, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's trying to say like before uh, Taliban taking over or now he's like uh, after taking out Taliban or what like he doesn't have like any good issues in good life and they're like before Taliban it was a little better like uh, they are, they can go with their fiance and all these stuff like there was a little good not that much big thing like but they have a little life inside like you know, under shadows but after taking over Taliban like you know that the Taliban are like really violence and all these stuff so they even couldn't go out on this stuff she said like back to uh, government like uh, the um, 
got back to the government she uh, engaged with her boyfriend and uh, the and some of the people I don't know she didn't know that who were they they just uh, tell the Taliban that she has engaged with her boyfriend and Taliban just came after her and uh, like look out for her and her boyfriend in their house and she just escaped to Pakistan. Now she is in Pakistan, like everyone else, like every guy who just escaped from Afghanistan. But in here, she didn't also have, uh, like no one advice, like having a good life and anything else in here. Like uh, we have financial uh, financial problems, we have safety problems, like in Pakistan or Afghanistan doesn't have that much, like big thing. They don't, um, they both, they both countries are like homophobic countries. They don't like transgenders, like everything else, like they, they hate us. And uh, she has like problems with uh, safety and she has problem with their issues with visas and all this stuff and financial stuff. So at all, she doesn't have any like uh, back to Afghanistan doesn't go to her life and he is same here, same status in here. She don't uh, have a good life here as well. Leaving to Pakistan, it sounds like she doesn't have even the support system there although at least she's not in Afghanistan. Uh, so she's trying to say that every day we have sacrificing, every day we are in like in violence and every day like one of us are getting died, murdered, they like burn us and they just treat us like a shit and like they, we don't have any value to any, every day, anyone. So, uh, like before that, we they get finished. Like uh, we just want to sacrifice ourselves. But I know that she said, like I know that the, there was problems. There was like uh, there will be like harm herself and all this stuff. But she just want to um, be there for their um, our community for LGBTs and all these stuff. We heard earlier that the situation is dire for. Uh, LGBTQIA plus in Afghanistan and for many who have left even the country. What is the message though for those who are still there considering what is going on? شرایط LGBTI ما خو متاسفانه به داخل افغانستان فعلا بسیار زیاد وضعیت situation get worse and worse at every second day uh, we lost one of us like they will be treated like uh, violence and they like it being kidnapped raped and after before they all these stuff they warn them like if you want to uh, if you uh, if you open your mouth they will like uh, kidnap their families they're, they they uh, blackmail them like if you said anything about all these stuff they will kill you this time we just make a uh, like violence to you and next time if you say something or you interview something we will kill you and back to uh, pakistan and islam but like in pakistan we don't have that uh, that facility that life as well uh, because we don't we are we all are illegal immigrated to pakistan uh, and we don't have any visa and this stuff like uh, one visa it's a uh, 27 like 1200 dollars so we are couldn't able to take that and she said like a few days a few days ago 
a few days ago, uh, she and her um, fiance were in the street and they didn't have many emergency stuff like because she, they are illegal people in here. They couldn't get room on all these stuff. Uh, they live in the parks and all the people who are in here, they're illegal immigrated and uh, they don't have the, the good life they, they deserve. The Pakistan is also worse for them as well. But you, I know that the <laughs> protest um, really is hoping that the, the UK will help with some of the visa processing. Uh, but, but what about the United States? What about other uh, countries that may be able to help? گرچه که مثلا بریتانیا یا لندن ای کار نکردن اما ما بازم از تمام کشورهای غربی از تمام کشورهای غربی ما a visa from like in every country like if, if, if they don't matter that which country give us visa we just want get out from here and uh, she's trying to say that uh, she will thank the canadian government because like uh, the from day one the only government like western country who helped us it was like the Canada and neither uh, Canada, there was no country and no one who helped us and everyone, everyone of us. Like she just want the world to give him like visa, like doesn't matter which country gave him like, you know what the, uh, the Eastern countries are the same. Could you give us any more information as to, um, you know, what it's been like under Taliban control in Afghanistan? Like, uh, you know what, Michelle, uh, I have my own story. Like, I was someone who helped, I was uh, someone who helping other LGBTs and all these stuff. Like, I've been burned. Like, I said that the words that the things that happened with me back to Afghanistan, I leave Afghanistan in uh, January, uh, January 22. So I got burned in here in Afghanistan. I've been in jail in prison and in these stuff that time that there wasn't there weren't like anything else in there so they just uh, like treat us like like nothing they don't count us on human like uh, i don't know how to like to explain this thing like um but the situation is really worse than everything else um but uh, it, like men um, there you don't have their rights like you don't have right to what you wear like even Uh, the being like uh, an LGBT and all this is uh, it's a really big thing in there. Uh, have they found you like uh, if you caught there, there is no like uh, thing like you, you just lose your life. This is the only thing. There's a really few people who just survive after them. And I was one of that like yes persons who that I survived after being in jail and prison because I read everything from my own phone and everything else uh, they couldn't find me. Uh, that's why that like uh, I was a little lucky, but nowadays uh, also they are, um, but everyone is in risk. Everyone living in shadow. They just want a uh, hope to get out. Like um, nowadays, like there was uh, uh, back to like uh, in August, all all this stuff. Like the uh, the August that uh, one year ago, uh, there was a little hope that everyone was just trying to get out themselves to uh, Pakistan. They're from there. There was a hope, a chance that we can get out from here, but 
like after that thing like uh, when people uh, arrived themselves in here they, no one was helped us like we are just like we don't have any hope there is no way further than pakistan and we have any hope like back to afghanistan it feels like we should be doing much more what has been the response from outside lgbtqia plus organizations Nah, you know what, Michelle? No one can understand us. Like neither from our own uh, community. Like I, as really like the things that happen me with me. Like I, two times I get the just I want to stop my like life. I was I wanted I couldn't able to go ahead. But there was like Neymar John and uh, the people like Osama and all these stuff who just give me like the courage to go on and move on. Like. I put myself together. I get uh, raise my voice to uh, every second media that I could enable. I interact with many people. But I had really hope to that like our own community. I didn't count on governments. That I know, I know that governments doesn't help LGBT people at all. Like I counted on the LGBT community. This wall that like uh, wall, like the rainbow road. They they did. I don't uh, say that they didn't did anything else. They did, but they, like. From thousand people, like more than thousand people, they just evacuate five, twenty-five percent, like thirty percent. This was all. Like especially me, like for me, Sunwal gave me promise to came there. They will help me. Uh, like when I was here, they didn't respond. Even they just straight in my face said that they can't help us. And like they, they even didn't uh, respond my texts or emails anymore so with what hope with what uh, courage we came, uh, came here and uh, we don't have any hope further than this that's why like it's really horrible for us like i don't know what to do sometimes i just stuck in my own head like i'm in my own hostel i i don't have the thing that go outside and all this stuff i work 24 hour like uh, for hostel that uh, i pay for my um, things like first things that I need but I don't have any hope sometimes I just think with myself why I should live anymore like if I go back there there's dead for me if I go further than that it's also the same thing like we don't have like we have I had a really good life back to Afghanistan I was trying to be a doctor and help other people and all these stuff like a few days ago my clo- uh, classmates just graduated when I saw the picture Michelle trust me I was like dead almost like I struggled too much to be educated and uh, I was a goal to help other people. I was a goal, I had a goal to um, show the way for other LGBT people who don't know their lives. Like I struggled when I was child and my childhood. So I didn't want to any other people had the same way that I walk on that. I know how they uh, feel. So um, I don't, I didn't want to other people, the youngest one who are in the background or for in our community, uh, they'll be treated like me. But everything just gone for like when in snap in 2021, uh, when Taliban take over, everything was just destroyed. Like I, I didn't believe for months I was in shock that it, the things are happening. Like I didn't believe that they are take over totally. It's really horrible. When, when I remember all these stuff, it still hurt me. This is the first protest for LGBTQ by A plus in Afghanistan. And I would love for you to share you know, the final meaning of it and uh, why the world should pay attention. 
تا فعلا وقت کدام تاثیر نداشته جاوید جان قند اما ایرا برشان بگوین که من خاموش نمیشینم بعد She said like after protest, she, it doesn't have any effect because no one have any attention on us and uh, she won't give up. Uh, she, told, uh, she told me that she won't give up and she will fight for us and until she just, the, uh, they won't have attention on us and we get out of from here. Thank you so much, Oslam, Sohail, Namat Sadat, and everyone at Roshanaya. Our hearts are with you. So what can people do to help? The answer is pretty clear, and it's still the same as it was last year. We must do anything we can to get people out of Afghanistan. There's no bargaining with the Taliban. If we're not able to send financial aid for visas and asylum, the very least we can do is send messages of support to the Afghan LGBTQIA community that we hear them and see them. Join us for our World Conference happening in late October. It's not too late to register and scholarships are still available. For more information about the conference, as well as to hear past episodes of Intrapod, visit intrapride.org. This is Intrapod, a podcast by Intrapride where the world comes together for the LGBTQIA community.